All right. Um, so, uh, like I said, we're talking about tryouts. We're talking about times where uh, the impact that tryouts and then, you know, maybe making the team didn't quite work out for us. So, um, I guess what I wanted to discuss with you guys is, um, you know, maybe there's a time. Is there? Do you have a dog or something underneath you, Grant? <laughs> yeah, my dog. It's <laughs> all that, right? So, all right. So I don't know if one, either, if one of you guys want to start with, you know, you had a story to tell, or you have a, um, an experience with tryouts and getting caught that you wanted to elaborate on and give us uh, kind of a little, little um, light into your world when it happened, what age you were, what team it was, and then you know what happened subsequently the year after. So, anyone want to fire that up? So my, um, you know, I. Re- we're all really bummed out, obviously, that the Coleman Cup didn't happen this year. Uh, when I was when I was a peewee, this was – it was the Waha – I don't know if it was the Waha Cup or just the Waha tournament, whatever it was. I actually didn't make the Waha team either year as as, the, as in my peewee years, uh, despite, you know, we were the best, uh, say – I'll say a top three team in the state. Uh, we were always – we're either in state – in the championship. We won it a few times. Uh, never made that team – and, you know, I, I would say that my family, we were a little bit, uh, uh, maybe not ignorant, but, you know, we didn't really know how kind of the, the process worked of Coleman Cup gets you looked at by these coaches, which gets you looked at by these coaches. So it was kind of a, you know, we didn't, it didn't really seem like that much. Uh, looking back on it, I know exactly why I was cut. I a lot of you guys that know me, that know me as a player, I'm a stay-at-home defender. I was my entire life until probably my junior year of, uh, of college when we lost a few guys, and I ended up having to kind of step up and play a little bit more offensive role. But, you know, I, uh, you know as much as you hear about the game changing, this, this, started, this started 10 years ago at least when, uh, when, you know, me as a stay-at-home defender who didn't do anything spectacular in practice, but I would argue was still a really good player, I didn't make those teams. I mean, I, I, I was one of the final cut or I was, I was on the bubble for one of my wheel teams one year and I ended up being like a top three defender on that team. But until we got into games, you know, I didn't, I didn't have that skill set at a tryout or a practice that really set me apart from anybody. And so that's, and that's one thing that I didn't really know, you know, was how to try out. I mean, it, not so much not how to try out. I mean, I, everything that I did, I did right. But it like, you know, I don't, I, <laughs> I'd argue to this day. I, I, I think you guys would all agree. It's not like I have a crazy set of hands. You know, I, I'm just a good defender. I can get puck up, good pucks up to my forwards or I can skate it if I need to, you know, cause I'm fast. But those were kind of my top three traits that don't translate that well. And so one of the things that, you know, obviously that I took away from it, was that I, you know, I need to be a more rounded player. I just don't have all of the skills right now. Well, that goes into like what some of the coaches have been saying and views from the bench uh, and, and coach Bill Senegal elaborated on quite a bit is, is the is the ability to be a utility player is not just play one position and play it well, but um, as you get on teams and as you grow into the game and as you get higher into the levels of the game, You'll start realizing that each team you go to and at the higher levels, your, your role is going to change on that team. And I think that's something you might have experienced on the Coleman Cup. And I think a lot of kids experience is that they roll into a team where they were, they were pigeonholed into a certain role, like stay at home defender, right? 
but when you get to certain teams, like um, you can put a really talented player as a stay-at-home defender, right? But that player also has the skill set to go out and score your goal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where sometimes as coaches, we need to evolve our game to establish a set of, of rules that we're going to put kids in roles that maybe they're not comfortable playing or haven't been used to playing to give them that opportunity when they roll into Coleman Cup that, hey, I can, I can play multiple things. I'm a utility defenseman. If I need to, I can go score a goal. If I need to, I can stay home and play defense. But that's the biggest thing is that you got to be able to play all positions. If you can't play all positions, then like that's where sometimes kids at tryouts get overlooked. And I think that's one of the main things that you might have experienced quite a bit. Um, being a like, you know, a stay-at-home defenseman. You were fin- I mean, I've seen you play. You're a great stay-at-home defenseman. Thank you. But yeah, but I think I think sometimes that's that's where people who are trying to get to the next level don't the reason why they don't get to that next level is because they are proficient in one thing, but they're not proficient in everything. And if you look at the kids who make it they can do it all, right? So it's a little thing, little things I've realized when you go to tryouts and stuff like that too. And, you know, there's a certain way you try out, you know, certain players that when they try out, they have a certain, because um, like we've said it a hundred times, Greg, guys, like when you're going to tryouts, how many players make the team in the first five minutes? You know, 1%, not even. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, there's a couple. Yeah, like you see a couple of kids, you, you see them do the hot lap around the rink, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, this kid can fly. So your eyes are immediately attached to them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, very few kids will make the team in the first, you know, five minutes. But how many kids do we cut in the first five minutes? Good amount. Yeah, I mean, we're talking, ten, we're talking 10%, right? Yeah. Easy, easy off the top. It's 10%. We're – we're slashing away at the list because we had 50 kids. We have an hour and a half. We're trying to pick a team. First five minutes, you're, you're slashing half the kids based on what? What are, we, what are we basing the first five minutes on? Solely on skating. Bingo, right? Because if you can't skate, you can't play. So can a kid come back from that? Yeah, easily, right? Like we, we, we might have them off the board, but then we watch them play. We're like, man, we, we got this one wrong and you can come back. But that doesn't happen a lot, right? So when you go to tryouts as a parent, you got to be looking at like, how is my kid, right? Is he's gotta be a he's gotta be like we call it a utility player. He's gotta be able to skate, he's gotta be able to play, he's gonna be able to think the game. You know what I mean? So that's that's what I always tell a lot of parents when going to tryouts, like, you know, your kid's not gonna make the team in the first five minutes, but he can get himself cut in the first five minutes. And I want you guys to talk about it. You've seen it, you've you've experienced it. What are the things that kids do in the first five minutes that get themselves cut? I mean, one's like like you said, I mean skating it's huge but also too if like you're just gonna like sit and talk with your buddies during that you know couple hot laps that you know everyone's taking if if you're not separating yourself right from the beginning and you're you know in your clique or your teammates that you, you're used to like staying in your comfort zone like that doesn't look good yeah, and you're you not don't friends at tryouts. what you don't have friends at tryouts yeah like, exactly like, you're all you're not, trying out yeah you're not showing us what you can do by just hanging out with your buddies and pushing each other, you know, or just, you know, having fun in the first five minutes you're out there. Yep. Or what about, I mean, let's, let's, let's back up. Let's get out of the first five minutes. Let's talk about the first hour at the rink. How many times have you guys experienced someone walking into your tryouts that is doing something that, that you as an evaluator are seeing? It's like, cause I mean, Rex, you've been an evaluator, a coach, and I put you to work running the front desk. 
right? Yeah. So you're running the front desk and nobody knows that you're an evaluator, right? When a kid walks in the door, they're focused on getting their, their penny. They're focused on getting registered, checked in. And how many times when you walk in, do you see kids that are being disrespectful to the parents, disrespectful to the people that are volunteering, disrespectful to just people in general, that's causing you as an evaluator to go, Ugh. you know? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it, you know, again, like you said, it's, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to make the team or, or not make the team like that. But if, you know, sometimes it just works out, you know, I, there I am running the front desk. I hand out red 57. You look me in the eye, you say your name, you say, thank you. You say, please, or whatever it is. And then I see you go warming up. Like, yeah, I, I like you already. That's yeah. it's, it's impossible not to. Mm-hmm. Good like not on their phones and stuff like that. Like not their parents check them in, letting the kid check themselves in. And like I think the trial part of it, if you're like in a lobby messing around, there's people always around. There's someone that's around that's gonna realize it. And that's another thing I, I always I I've told parents who've gotten cut from, you know, uh, their kids have gotten cut before and I've said, you know, the fir- the worst thing you can do for your kid is 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 place blame on somebody else for that happening. It's unfortunate, it's not a great situation, but when you're placing blame on something or somebody of why your son or daughter didn't make that team, you're giving them an excuse to not get better and learn from it, right? Yeah, for sure. It's a really important thing that people need to take away from getting cut. Even if it wasn't your kid's fault, don't blame anybody else. When you start blaming people, it's an excuse to not get better and work hard. And I always say that like, if, and it's something that, that it, even when I've gotten cut, it's, it was, it was there and it made me kind of go, oh, well, it's not my fault. It's X, Y, and Z. But in reality, that led me to a path where it didn't allow me to work hard enough. So whatever age group you are to try and out, like, like you go to these tryouts with your buddies and you're just like, oh, I'm having a good time. Like, yeah, you know, I, oh, boy, no. yeah, man, let's do this. You know, like, yeah, stay away from you guys. Yeah, and you don't realize that, like, everyone in the stands is like, why is this kid who's trying out for my team, I don't know him from, you know, the kid standing next to him, they're doing every drill together. Like, they're not putting themselves out there. They're continuously playing in the safe spaces of the game. Um, and they're going to get cut. And that's the other thing, too, that I wanted to talk about tonight was how many times do we see it at tryouts where kids are playing in what what I like to call the safe spaces, right? They're at that when they have a buddy at the tryout, they're, they're only, like they're doing a two-on-one drill. They only will go with the other kid, you know, when, so they only go with their teammate, right? They play in that mm-hmm. safe place where they're going to go with the guy they know. Or when they go out on lines, they're playing three-on-three. Three. They're only going to go out with their two teammates that they play in the all winter season with, right? They live in that safe space. Those, like, what'd you say? I say those are the same kids that um, as you're reading off, like that's like the telltale of like the same kids as you're reading off lines and the kids not on the right line that he wants. And all of a sudden you hear the kid go, Oh, you know? Yeah. Like, Oh, didn't, why am I on this line? Like that's, that's the kid. Like, and that's, you know, like it's, you know, it's, it's, it's awful. Yeah. And like, that's the other thing too, is you, you go out there and if, if you're on a line with two kids that, that clearly you're the workhorse of the line, right? Like you're the kid that's pulling the line. Like as an evaluator, we see this. 
100% where I sit there and I'll go, okay, like there's three kids on this line. One kid is clearly more talented than the other two. And then he's carrying the line. That's a big plus for me, right? What's not a big plus for me is when I see three kids who are dishing the puck and they look really good. And then, but they keep going out over and over and over and over again, because if they make my team, those three aren't going to play together because we're going to switch them up. You know what I mean? And that, and that's where I like, you talk about kids, they, they, they hide in the safe spaces of tryouts. Like that hurts you. Right. Like we don't want to see you play with kids. You know, I want to see you play with kids. You don't know. Cause this team's going to be a whole lot of kids. You don't know. If I could even uh, go back just a second too, to Christian's point, like, there's been plenty of tryouts that I, that I'm on the ice running that I have, I'm not a part of the team. I'm not, I'm just there as a, I'm just running the practice. You know, I like, I still get asked what, you know, what do you see? What did you hear them talk at all? You know, we got, we're, we're looking at five kids right now. We got three spots left. Do you remember any of these kids? Oh yeah. I remember, you know, I remember that red 14. He, he kept going, Hey, no, you move back so I can go with my buddy in the next one. It's like, that gets brought up and it looks bad. Like it, if, if you, uh, my biggest piece of advice is if you're going out with somebody, you know, if, if it's a, it, if it's a two on O drill or something like that, if you're going out with somebody that you think is a lesser player than you, or, you know, they're not, they're not as good as they don't have the skill, make, make them look better. How do you make the game as easy as possible for them? Because as evaluators, like you said, like we see it, we get it. We, we can see the talent discrepancies. If it's actually there and I see you going with, you know, maybe a, a player that is lesser talented, but you're making him look really good by giving him easy passes that are, you know, you're, you're make your help. You're helping facilitate the play. I'm going to see that. I'm going to love it. Cause this, you know, if I see you play with him, I know I can put you in a lot of different spots on my team. And not only that, you know, like it's, you know, when, these kids do sometimes the player does go out with the kids that are lesser or, you know, the kids that might not be making the team, you know, the kids can get that players can get put in a situation where he's going to have to play defense. And, you know, that's when you get a real look at the player. So well, what's he like in his defensive zone? Is he willing to, is he willing to block a shot? You know, is he willing to, you know, is he willing to come back and help his defenseman? Is he willing to, you know, do the little things, not just go out there and score goals? Yeah. All right, guys, you guys have any good talk about tryouts and getting cut and things like that? Do you guys have anything to add or anything else like that? Nope. I think I've said pretty much all I've got. All right. Awesome. Well, um, thanks for tuning in this morning. No food. I ain't sending anything your guys' way, so don't go complaining about it. So um, thanks for waking up this morning. I appreciate it, fellas. Um, Good talk, and uh, hopefully some kids out there learn something, and then we can go from there. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Yep. Yeah. Good one. Thank you.